Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, uh, hello to everyone, and hello from the Dark Master. Uh, welcome to the Living Martial Arts Podcast. Um, now, I always say that I'm super excited uh, with the guest I've got on, but actually I am <laughs> super excited with most guests, particularly this guest, uh, who's been a massive, massive part of my martial arts journey for such a long time. And um, like I say, uh, there are certain students who inspire me uh, and keep me doing what I do, and he is certainly one of those people uh, who every time he's turned up in my class, uh, my the, the class brightens up definitely uh, because he's a fantastic inspiration. Um, most of you who are from Puma will know Mr. David Pixton. Uh, very, very passionate about his martial arts, not just Taekwondo, he's done a few other things as well. Um, he's one of those people who, who always uh, gives 100%. So uh, hello to you, Mr. Pixton. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on this podcast how are you uh good morning master gail thank you very much for having me it's a great pleasure to to be here um your the the what you said then about uh you know how i've had an impact on your on your journey uh really means a lot to me thank you and it's a, a great pleasure to be here and and also as well i've been following the podcast since it started and i've really enjoyed really enjoyed listening to you and all of your guests so i'm really really happy to to be here so Oh, excellent. Well, I, you know, I'm sure that people are going to love uh, love this. I've actually spoken to a few people and I said, oh, I've got Mr. Pixon coming on and they're they're really excited about it. <laughs> oh, tell me when, tell me when. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you're more than welcome. And I, I do mean that. I think as an instructor, you know, students uh, teach us something about ourselves. Uh, if, if, we do, if we don't feel that they've been teaching us something, then we haven't been teaching uh, properly and we haven't been paying attention to them uh, it's, it's been all about us and it's it's never yes. all about us Correct. it's about uh, it's a two-way process so absolutely it's great yes well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna start as i always start which is probably the biggest question and as i said before on many podcasts i'm sure i'll say it again um this first question could take hours uh, particularly mm-hmm. with yourself because you've been in martial arts for uh most of your life actually a big huge part of your life you started as a as a, as a young lad um and it's really telling us about your your martial arts journey and um you know where you've been <laughs> uh, what you're doing now and perhaps maybe what you're going to do in the future but i don't know we, we may have to integrate that with some of the other questions but, Indeed, uh, tell, so. us, tell us a bit about that uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, my martial arts journey is, uh, has been going on for as long as I can remember. I don't remember life. 
without doing martial arts and I'm 41 this year. Um, my uh, original uh, beginnings to martial arts actually started uh, when I was really, really young. Before Taekwondo, I actually did judo. And it was, uh, it was. Uh, this is a funny story that I hope your listeners will get a bit of a kick out of. Um, and it also shows the difference between martial arts today and what they were back then. So well, I started off doing judo uh, when I was probably about four or five. And I don't really remember any of the detail, save this one. I used to suffer from nosebleeds quite a bit. And uh, I did judo because my sister did it and we both did it for a bit. And my mum my mum actually did a bit of judo back in the, the day when she was younger as well. And so she took us along to judo. And the sensei said, uh, and he must have been joking, but obviously as a child, you don't have the ability to to kind of navigate <laughs> these turns of praise. And, and he said, uh, um, if, I, if I had another nosebleed, he was going to cut my head off. <laughs> and uh, and that was it. I never wanted to go back to again. So so I, I had what could have potentially been quite a traumatic start to my All martial right. arts journey, but that didn't that didn't put me off. I, I um I joined uh, I joined uh, a class set up by yourself and Master Road. Uh, uh, just down the street from me in uh, in 1988, and at that time it was a very progressive thing because it was, from what I understand, one of the very first classes set up very specifically just for juniors. So some of your other guests have alluded to sort of what martial arts was like when they started, and they might have yeah. been in their kind of late teens, early twenties, and influenced by things like, uh, you know, the need for personal development or the films of Bruce Lee or this, that, yeah. and the other. And um, I started. Taekwondo because Matthew Emmanuel did it and he lived two doors down and there was a couple of other kids <laughs> in, my, in my neighborhood did it so we you know I just sort of sort of went to that class and it was really good I like I, I remember sort of, sort of um you know sort of it was a lot of games um you know really really good for good for kids and then um, I remember yourself and Master O you must have been growing your other schools and things at the time but you're also really busy with your competitions and and a lot of other uh, other stuff and and you handed the school over to another instructor who who sadly had an accident and he couldn't um continue the school and um it was a quick case of either look uh, you you got to kind of hang up your dobok or you go and train with the adults and again, that was, you know, I would have been about a seventh cup at the time. And that was a really eye-opening experience. And I've written about this before in essays and things, being standing right at the very, very back of the class as a, you know, a kind of eight, nine-year-old kid looking at the front to the kind of black belts who I thought were the hardest, hardest people I'd ever seen, ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was a wonderful, wonderful, uh, uh, terribly frightening Terribly frightening, very intimidating, but actually a great experience. And, you know, actually, I've got a massive debt of thanks to give actually to my mum and dad, who religiously, religiously took me week in, week out, despite how much of a kid I was and didn't, you know, what kids want to do. Well, I just kept going because mum and dad took me. And, yeah. you know, that, that was the kind of start of my journey. And I did a few kind of competitions and things, a few gradings. I got my black belt in um, 1994. Um, my second down in um, 1999, I think. Um, yeah. But it was around about that time that, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot, uh, <laughs> we'll come back <laughs> to this quite a lot as we go. Um, I met a chap uh, uh, called Oliver Fularin, um, a chap called Ollie, and I started okay. doing cross training, as we called it uh, oh, back yeah, yeah. then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so that's where my passion and interest for martial arts outside of Taekwondo sort of was awoken and, and developed a bit. 
Um, well, can, sorry, sorry, I, I don't want to stop course. your flow. I don't yes. want to stop your flow there, but it, it, it's interesting. Um, you know what, what you what you were saying uh, regards coming from the junior class to senior mm-hmm. class, because uh, myself and Masro running the class at the time saw you, even though you were quite young. Uh, you had a you, you seem to have I mean whether it was um, uh, a facade I don't know but you seem to have a very mature head on um, <laughs> much more so than much more so than the other kids uh, and you and you seem to make that transition a lot easier than some of the other children now wh- whether that was um, fear or nerves or whatever I don't know um, but it certainly seemed that you sort of oh well, you know you seem to sort of fit right in to be honest uh, where a lot of the kids found it quite difficult uh, well a few of the kids that came in quite found it quite difficult um, but I also think that um, I mean you, you seem to have quite a good work ethic very early on in martial arts um you know as you mentioned again we you know we used to play a lot of a lot of games and uh, most of the time when we used to come into the class some of the kids were there and they'd play tag and touch and whatever and run around and and you'd be in the in the corner practicing your, your punches or your kicks or whatever um and you did seem to be quite different then i don't know if you <laughs> if you if, if you can look back at your former self, was that the case? I don't know. Do you know what? To be perfectly frank, sir, I don't really remember in that much detail do, doing yeah. that. Um, one of the things I would say is that actually I've always been really quite shy. And yeah. um, I, I find it sometimes difficult to, to sort of, um, you know, kind of take that first step to joining in with the other kids or this, that sure. and the other. And it might have been that, you know... Uh, I maybe struggled to join in or, or was nervous about talking to the other kids or something. And therefore yeah, yeah. I needed, I almost had to have something to do. So I would, I well, would practice. Um, I mean, cause yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, well, like I can relate to that. Cause um, I often say to people, you know, I'm, I'm really actually quite shy and people go, really? I said, you know, the fact that I stand up and do some, some of the things that I do within, within our association, um, I've always found it very, very difficult, and I've always had to take a, a deep breath before I've done something and gone right, you know, and and sort of try to big uh, uh, myself up to say, yeah, you can do this, you can do this. Uh, I've, I've all, and even even with uh, from time to time uh, speaking in public, and even now I do get nervous uh, about oh, doing yeah. that. But sorry, go on. No, no, no. I, I, I think, I think that's right. I mean, people see uh, people like yourself, people like me, leading a class. And doing various things, and and uh, an assumption is made about what that person must be like without uh, a kind of dobok on or something or, or a uniform on. Uh, and, yeah. and actually, I think that's probably something lots and lots of people can relate to actually uh, uh, about how they are when they lead a class um, versus how they are outside of class. And that's definitely one of the um, one of the uh, benefits or one of the tools that martial arts, uh, the experience of martial arts has given me, probably yourself and certainly many other people, is a a, yeah. a, 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 a a so it's it's a, it's a kind of a an ability to cope with difficult situations that require confidence. It doesn't give you necessarily confidence, but it gives yeah. you some tools to help um, to help work with that. I, I think. Yeah, that's a great 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 way to put it. So, anyways, you were, you were saying that um, you met your friend uh, Ollie, yeah. who uh, you know gave you that uh, that that passion that spark. So perhaps you can continue with that. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, again, it's a, it's a, it's a great story. I, I love telling this story. And and um, if anyone has ever uh, sort of hung out with me for any period of time and talked martial arts, we won't get far without a story about Ollie. He is he is without a doubt. I mean, I've met so many so many inspirational people. 
through martial arts you know starting with yourself actually sir um thank you uh, and uh, um one of the like but but uh, you know ollie ollie was um his opening gambit to me was uh, uh do you want to get together and have a fight and that was <laughs> i didn't really know him i just kind of did a bit of tournament training with him at a class in Wooten bassett and he said do you want to get together and have a fight <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we booked a squash court and and uh, i i had the, the the most almighty kicking of my young life <laughs> was, but but that's one of the things i love about martial arts and doing it with the right people is that you know you you feel really great about getting beaten up by someone (laughs) Uh, because you know they're not doing it with any malicious intent you know it it was it was so good and and that that but basically that opened my eyes to the world outside of taekwondo and that's something that i think some people are that they're much more savvy about now yeah because we have the internet and the UFC and all of these other things. But this was sort of back towards the end of the 90s when these sort of events weren't massive and weren't well publicised. And one of the things that Ollie taught me was sort of uh, about taking sort of uh, other martial arts and finding the things you like and the things that work for you uh, and and sort of um, incorporating them into your style, making your style what it is. I mean, I've always sort of said that I've been a practitioner of martial arts. It just happens that taekwondo is my best subject um, yes yeah but but not long after that uh, I, I mean i trained very intensely with ollie for, for for quite a few years but that was about the time when when we switched over and the your organization the professional unification of martial arts was formed and yes, yeah. we started working closely with some uh, uh itf groups some international uh, uh sort of taekwondo groups and uh, I was very privileged to, to represent uh, Team UK at some uh, international world championships. I, I fought on the first ever uh, UK team in, in South Korea uh, with, yeah. uh, with with a fairly decent result, and that that was uh, that was that was that was that was pretty good. Um, I've also been able to, you know, part of the 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 journey has been amazing. Really, you know, I've got to see lots of sports centers around the world um, <laughs> you know yeah. met met lots of lots of amazing amazing people um and it was during during that time uh, also i started to work with yourself on our when we would do our trips to ghana yes yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you've mentioned that on your on your podcast before but you know you've been to ghana something like 10 times i think yes working, right. yeah, uh, developing yeah. martial arts in west africa and and sort of helping them and it's been a real privilege to be able to help you and, and be part of that of that journey um uh, and, in, and in the background to that uh, you know I've, I've di- i just did so i just done so much training you know i was yeah. always always training i mean my we talk about the journey and that's really what i was focused on a lot was just just i'm happiest when i'm training i suppose <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh you, you know I was I was you know privileged enough to to work as an assistant instructor to yourself, and I taught at Yate for for quite quite a long time. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I was again lucky enough to help um, sort sort of with the the Puma Taekwondo summer camps and sort of representing as an instructor instructor there as well, and been part of the coaching squad as well for the Puma yeah, yeah. Um, Taekwondo team. So um, my martial arts journey has been has has, has been really really uh, intense actually. Uh, you know, the, the the story that people often tell from when they are juniors, they'll go for a period. I think one of your other guests mentioned this actually that they get to a point in their life where if they can stick it out they'll stay with it forever 
you know yeah. so I, I was sort of started when i was taekwondo when i was seven and i got to those kind of teenage sort of years where people tend to drift away into education or jobs or and uh uh, yeah. I don't know whether I was lucky or not. I drifted away into nothing. <laughs> you know, um, wasn't brilliant. Wasn't brilliant at school. Didn't have massive direction outside uh, into other parts of my life. And actually, one of the things that Taekwondo did for for a directionless youth was kind of kept me on the straight and narrow, which which is something that was really yeah. good. You know, having having those role models like yourself and and Master O and the other kind of leaders that that I was able to access, Master Black. Uh, you know, those, those kind of guys. Um, really meant that I was able to focus on something, and and that that is a a lesson and experience that will stay with me forever. Yes, yeah. Well, sorry, I've, it, I've it, kind of wandered all no, over the place. No, no, I no, no. Really that's, no the question. Well, no, it's, it's it's brilliant because um, I mean, I can relate to so many of the things you said there. You know, you're talking about meeting sort of inspirational people, um, you know, and getting beaten up by them, <laughs> or or get 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 the I remember uh, fighting. Um, uh, he was a professional kickboxer. He was a real champion at the time, a guy called Tommy Williams. Unfortunately, he's, he passed away. I think he had a, a car accident in the, in the US. He was an American guy. And I remember getting um, uh, a ring fight with him and getting beaten up, uh, solely beaten up. I was just glad to get out alive, to be honest. Mm. But he was a real he was a real gentleman. Uh, and, and what he taught me was that, um, you know, you, you could you could win, beat somebody. I mean, he had the ability to knock me out and, and do all sorts of things to me, and he didn't do it. Um you know, he realised I was quite inexperienced when I did that, uh, and he took his time with me, and you know, just won the fight, and that was it. Um, and you know, I was ever, forever in his debt for that. Um, and I think f- for me, that that sort of, I don't know, that that just that compassion really uh, said a lot about about him. And I've heard a lot about him from from different people, even some people in America who said that uh, what a, what a great guy he was, and uh, what a nice guy. You know, and I would have loved to have. Um, you know, had him on something like this and just talked to him about that. that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. you know, lo- lo- lots of lots of people like that. But uh, you know, w- within your within your journey, I mean, you, you mentioned lots of things there, and you mentioned your your passion, and you know, you met, met your friend Ollie and, and so on. You went through um, you know th- that martial arts journey. But I think one thing that you know people say about you is, is you're very uh, you're very humble about your martial arts ability. You're, you're a very skillful martial artist, um, and I, I also like your ability to to talk to all kinds of levels, children, adults, some who are not particularly that skilled, and make them feel good. Uh, now, I don't know whether this Thanks. sounds a bit... Well, well, you do. You do, and a lot of people uh, have said that about you, is that they love training with you because you, you always uh, treat them well, and you always... Even though some, your sessions are extra hard... <laughs> I remember my Yates students said, oh, oh, we got Mr. Pixton next week. (laughs) But uh, they always, always loved the session and the fact that, you know, you you, you treated them nice. Even though it was a tough session, it was a hard session, you demanded a lot, you treated them really nice. And I don't know, I don't know whether whether that was something that you did consciously or whether it was just something Uh, you developed. Well, I think that's that's quite a salient point that you make there, actually, sir, because... um, I hold the values of Taekwondo very closely and especially that of kind of courtesy and to be uh, uh, sort of polite to people. Um, It is a trait of common decency to be kind. And um, for all those people that that kind of thought some of my teaching was a bit harsh, um, 
it was because because I cared. I really wanted to get the best out of people. And that's actually the, one of the life lessons that I've learned as a teacher is that you said it yourself about learning something from your students. You know, I've been able to, over the years, from listening to students, I think I've definitely adapted my style of teaching to be as inclusive as possible. And um, I think so some of the problems, you're never going to please everyone. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love training hard. I, I love training hard. I, when I used to, I used to train judo and, and the judo school I trained at was, was all black belts, all mm. black belts. And, and Ollie took me there as a white belt and he just threw me in and as was his way. He just threw me in and, and he said, look, Dave, he's white belt. He's never done it before, but he's done some training with me. So don't go easy on him. And, um, I remember, uh, uh fighting everybody really hard. And coming out of it, and and they, and they would say to me, "Look, Dave, you've you know they were quite candid. They said, look, 'Look, you've been quite roughed up. Are you all right with this?'" And I said, "Look, if I don't get bashed up, I'm asking for my money back." And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you know, that was the sort of attitude that I took into a lot of training. But I realised yeah. that that wasn't that wasn't everybody's everybody's goal and everybody's motivation. And by listening to people and finding out, it's really you know listening is really important and trying to understand what people are trying to get from their martial arts experience is really really important and that helps you kind of give back to them as a teacher i think just by just by listening listening and and uh, uh, sort of trying to treat them uh, in a way that helps them achieve helps them achieve their goals but but also uh, uh, maybe in in a way they didn't necessarily think possible. I mean, it's been really nice to see people achieve things when when they say, oh, "I didn't think I could do that," and and you say, yeah. "Well, you know, you would have got there eventually. Maybe I just helped you along your journey a little bit by giving you the sort sort of right um the right uh, sort of prodding in the right direction at the right at the right time." I think. Sure, sure, yeah. I oh, know that's that's some some good good points there. Well, um, no, thank you for that. Thank you for that sharing. Um, you know some of your journey quite quickly really and as i said i know it can, <laughs> it can go on for, <laughs> well yeah it, it can go on for, for for a long time uh we can use that uh spend hours talking about it but um i'm going to sort of come up to date really with your your present day uh sort of martial arts journey and ask you how you're living that at the moment and i know that um you know you've had some some big events in your life recently uh, perhaps you can, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Share, share, share that with our audience. So, so uh, yeah, just just within the last six weeks, I've become a, a father for a second time. So uh, I'm very lucky to have two. Uh, I've got a young family, two young boys, um, yeah. and uh, they make uh, fitting martial arts in the formal sense into <laughs> everyday life. Uh, I say quite difficult. It's not their fault. They don't make much, you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. their children. They don't know anything. But um, actually, um, the the um, the question around kind of fitting martial arts into your day to day life as a busy dad who works a, a hard job, it makes life hard. And I think this is a conundrum that lots and lots of people can relate to. Actually, you, you know, life is very busy. And, and one of the other guests sort of mentioned about how. Um, people want things instantly these days. And I think through the martial arts training that we've done, um, it sort of instills in you just that kind of just be patient and be sort of grateful for the things that you've got and the opportunities that you've got. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't actually realise is that the huge opportunities that are there 
like on their front door and they don't yeah. take them like people yeah, that train sure. with people like yourselves one of the most senior taekwondo exponents <laughs> in the country you know and and you, for a lot of people you're right on their doorstep you know and and like when we went to ghana here's a good example you know people would come from other countries in you know bus journeys that would take days over sort of some really <laughs> challenging conditions you know just just yeah. to come and train with us for 40 minutes and yeah yeah uh, and and you know in in our very comfortable life and lifestyle you know it's very easy to make excuses and do things you know like that so um i mean one of the things that that i try and do in terms of my martial arts in my everyday life is just maintain physical fitness trying to maintain health strength fitness mobility and flexibility where i can i mean I, i've I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a lifetime of martial art technique backed up so that um i, I kind of got that I, i've got a, a a fairly decent capital <laughs> in that respect but like you're um, you, you're um your fitness and, and your health can fade quite quickly if you don't pay attention to it, and particularly if you're, you know, you, you don't have a great diet or you don't get much sleep or, you know, you have a lot of stress yeah, in your life. So having the opportunity to kind of take half an hour a day, it's 2% of your day, that's all it is, to, to yeah. kind of dedicate some time to, to, to trying to stay as fit as, as you can without, without breaking yourself. And I mean, the truth, that's the thing though, with them, um, with some of the attitude I've got, if I, if I'm doing 30 minutes of, uh exercise on a day i don't just want to have 30 minutes of moderate exercise i want to absolutely beast myself in that 30 minutes and i don't know if that attitude and that approach where you know i thought oh as i get older that will subside but it hasn't yeah yeah <laughs> so sure, I'm, not, I'm sure. not sure but also as well like in terms of um in terms of uh sort of fitting martial arts into your everyday life i made a few notes about this and i thought about how we move how we touch things, how we step, how we move our body, how we lift, how we lower, bend, turn, stretch. Well, I mean, I still turn off lights with my feet. Yes, you know, uh, <laughs> lights are, like this is this is common amongst martial artists to turn off uh, light switches by a turning kick. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, sometimes I, I, you know, if I'm in the kitchen doing something in between tasks, instead of walking normally, I'll do some side steps or I'll do some <laughs> duck walks or or whatever. There's always, you know. The, you know, there's always an opportunity there where you find it. And, and that is in lieu of being able to just go to class and just bang out hard training, which actually in the current situation is very hard uh, yeah, and in yeah. fact impossible for a lot of people at the moment. So you've got to make opportunities, opportunities yeah, where sure. you can. Um, in terms of sort of what the what the future is going to to hold in, term, in, in respect of training, um, I really want to develop some more of my mixed martial arts skills. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really keen on my wrestling, and uh, uh, obviously um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and my judo as well. So I, I want to try and uh, bulk up some of my uh, mixed martial arts game as well. Sure, I, I think that's, uh, I think that that sort of stuff come, I find comes full circle as well. When I, when yeah. I, you know, I was doing a lot of taekwondo and I went off and did cross training, and it made my taekwondo better. It made my understanding of things so much so yeah. much better as well so so that, that's what i'm what i'm hoping to do when things open up a bit more and we're allowed to we're allowed to do a bit more of that so 
Yeah. Well, um, I'm just sort of I'm going to sort of re- recap on some of the things you said there because some, some there are some golden nuggets in there um, <laughs> that, that that I love and I've used myself. So anybody listening to this, you know, um, talking about fitting martial arts into your uh, into your everyday life, and um, you know, I, I've moved house recently, but I, I used to have a, a a duck walk across the lounge day where I used to come down the stairs and every time I came down the stairs and walked across went across the lounge I had to do a duck walk Mm -hmm. there and back if I went back up the stairs and I I tried to say to people that you know don't don't take extra time you know your martial arts is is every day it's what you do you know if you pick up something you know pick it up in a stance or if you're brushing your teeth brush your teeth in a in a sitting stance or or a horse stance as uh, for other arts and, and so on but there's so much you can actually do in your everyday life that will help you with your training um and help you keep as you say physically fit uh strong um you know while you're you're going through, you know, one of my classics that my students will uh, remember, I said, you know, if you're making a cup of tea, put the kettle on and then standing a bending stance until it boils. Yeah, the next time yeah. you do it, use the other leg. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? Uh, making cups of tea, one of my favourite pastimes, um, yeah. is uh, there's an opportunity opportunity there. There's so many. I've developed so many skills while waiting for a kettle to boil. You, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a really good one. But also, as well, actually, something that one of your, uh, Mr. Woodhouse said about, um, you know, uh, the practice of martial art technique in an environment that isn't a, a class is actually yes. of quite a lot of importance. And uh, I tell you, try turning the lights on with a turning kick when you're wearing your jeans. It's not yes. as easy as all that, you know, try yeah. try to, to sort of um, doing some particular movements in sort of your everyday clothes. Because he was talking about the merits of sort of everyday self-defense and real self-defense and, and things like that. And actually that sure. gives you not, not, not uh, definitely no substitute for some dedicated training, but really an understanding of, of um, you know, the limitations of, of day-to-day living and, and uh, having to defend yourself as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Well, um, so, I mean, th- those people are listening to this. Just take that on, on, on board because, you know, the amount of people that say, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time to do this. Well, you know, you, you can fit it in if you think about it. You can fit lots of things into your uh, uh, into your life if you want to. And martial arts definitely is one of them. Um, you know, so many different things you can do. Well, so sort of moving on uh, from there, and you have answered this to a certain degree, but I, mean, I don't know whether you want to add anything to, to this, is really what, what you feel the main benefits uh, of martial arts, uh, as, you, you know, your journey has been to you um, so far. And I know, as I said, you, you, you've sort of alluded to some of the things, but I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that. Oh, there, there, there are actually tons. I made a short list oh, okay. actually, Go for uh, it. <laughs> of, of this in preparation, but it turned into quite a long list. <laughs> and uh, that, that sort of goes to show the, the merits of martial arts. I mean, what, one of the things is actually, um, uh, compared to most blokes of my age, um, and this is just something that's cool. Okay, and that's all it is. I just think this is cool. And uh, I wrote it as a, I have a weaponized body. Uh, that is a <laughs> yeah. benefit of martial arts. Okay, I, I, can, I can do all the cool stuff. I was watching a movie of Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's one of my sort of favorite uh, guilty pleasures. And I was yeah. watching all the stuff he was doing on the movies. I thought, I can do all of that. I can do <laughs> yes. all of that. I can even do the noises. Okay, and and and, and uh, you know, com- compared to compared to sort of uh, in inverted commas regular people, I, I I can do all of the cool stuff. And, you know, that's a, that's a benefit. It makes you feel makes you feel happy. But some of the things I've seen so much of the world and met so many uh, interesting 
interesting and good good people uh, i've had the opportunity i mean we could do we could do a session sir just talking about stories from ghana because yes. just those stories alone you know uh teaching the 400 police recruits on the parade <laughs> ground um you know teaching the special forces that was oh, i was just in my head going over those stories it's really really good fun. and I, i've been taught i've had the opportunity to be taught by some of the, the most amazing people who I never would have met, and the lessons they've given me, as well as kind of my uh, you know my martial arts skills, they, they've shown me uh, kind of humility and dignity and respect, and you know been such inspirational role models. And and um, I think actually w- w- without martial arts, because because people see people see people like us, and we sort of talked about this earlier. People see guys like us leading the class as these invincible men with Mm. you know and and invincible women who who can you know they can deal with whatever life throws at them and you wouldn't even know it you wouldn't even know it and and one of the things actually it it gives you is is a type of enhancement to your natural fortitude and and being a kind of a you know uh, my body is has benefited from hard physical training and you can see that and without that Without that, I'm not too sure what I would be. You know, I, I, I have <laughs> yeah. I have this ability to apply myself in a very dedicated and 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 uh, strong way when when I really really need to. You know, I can sure. I can really I can really dig deep because I've had that experience of uh, of having to do that. You yes. know, to get where I wanted to be, and and actually, it's given me a kind of it's it's not the most helpful description but a, a, an attitude and an approach that has made the most of what i had and yes. I, I i think i think it makes you it just give the benefit it's given me it's made me a it's made me a better person in so many in so many ways it's taken that kind of foundation piece of clay or whatever you call it and you know it's helped make me make me into something better but the the, la- the last bit actually that i had on my list of uh main benefit of martial arts uh, I've, I've, apart from apart from the great friends that i made cool stories we've got <laughs> yeah. so many cool stories uh, <laughs> yeah, that martial arts true. has given me and, and again we uh, you get this whenever you sort of chew the fat with with martial art people you get so many so many fun stories come out of it and that's you know whenever whenever i talk martial arts i, I always do it with a smile on my face always because you know when you think about the fun things that you did together and you might not think it's fun at the time i remember some of the training some of the training i, I would done and the injuries and the things that that you you've inflicted upon yourself no one's done it to you really. half the time you've done it to yourself as well but they make such great stories as well so so the, the it, it's list of benefits goes on and on and on <laughs> well I, I tell you what we, we, we're gonna have to um gonna have to come back and do a uh, it, it was actually it's, it's it's been in my mind at some point to do a, a podcast about uh, Ghana. I'm going to try to get uh, uh, Mr. Mahadi as well, who's the uh, oh, instructor on, yeah. on this podcast to, to talk about that uh, to people. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully uh, hopefully sort that. The other thing is, is that um, I'd like to rubber stamp what you said about um, doing cool things um, <laughs> because I, I'm quite proud of that myself. You see, and. Um, uh, as as a martial artist, I do like to show off a little bit as well. So um, you know, when I pick up my youngest from school and she says, "My dad can do handstands, my dad can do cartwheels," 
la la la. <laughs> I, I, I'm just there with a big grin on my my face, you know, and uh, <laughs> and all the other kids going, "Oh, will he do it for us? Will he do it for us? <laughs> of course he will." <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> so that that that's quite that's quite good as well. And um, you know, I, I I remember going to um, oh, where was I? Oh, it was a, it was a tra- I think it was a trampoline park, and. Um, you know, my my kids just as a matter of thing, they just said, oh, you know, Dad's going to join in. It was a party or something like that, and all the other parents who were quite a lot younger than me, maybe twenty mm-hmm. years younger, uh, didn't want to do it. <laughs> so they were looking at me thinking, "Silly old fool." <laughs> what, what, one of, uh, speaking of cool stories, here's one of my favourite cool stories about you, actually, sir. Was uh, we were at an international instructors uh, 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 convention. And um, they asked the the seniors to lead uh, uh, press up drills, and oh, uh, wow. and and I remember you did you did uh, some sort of jumping push up that no one else could do, and that was <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, everyone else had their variations, and you did one, and, and no one else could do it, and that was uh, I I can't I can't remember if, oh, I, can't yes, remember if yeah. I was watching it or if I was there or something like that, but I remember seeing it, I'm thinking yeah. yeah. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, I do, well, that I stayed, do, stayed with me. It's a good story. I, I do, I do remember that. Well, the, the, my my last question of this one, and I, I hope we can do a, a part two on this because uh, I've got so much to, to talk to you about. But yes, it was um, it was really about uh, meditation and breath work. Now, um, I suppose in in Western, for want of a better word, Western martial arts, you, you don't see a lot of meditation and breath work, although obviously breath work is incorporated in the exercises of the movements that we do. Uh, now, I've started doing specifically a little bit of meditation, a little bit of breath work. Uh, in fact, I've, I've been researching it quite a lot in the last um, uh, sort of couple of years. Uh, I've tried different forms of breath work. Um, meditation has been tough for me because I'm, I'm uh, although I'm quite shy, I'm actually quite a hyper person. I find it mm. difficult to to sit still for any length of time. But I am getting better at it, um, and and it is doing me a, a, a quite a lot of good as well. I believe it is anyway. Um, the breath work is an interesting one because um, I'm trying to with with the breath work, breath work. I'm trying to monitor how I sleep, and um, I've, I've got one of these um, the, these rings that tell me about my uh, heart rate variability and my oh, temperature wow. while I'm sleeping and my uh, my resting heart rate while I sleep. Now, it, you know, the breath work certainly seems to be helping. I, I am sleeping a lot better. My my sleep efficiency is getting better. So I'm not going to stop the breath work. But my, my question is really is whether you've ever explored any meditation or breath work really within your martial arts. Well, sir, just picking up on what you were saying about sleep, Given my current circumstances, anything that can get me some more sleep would be wonderful. Um, well, I, actually, um, this is a, this is an interesting question, I, I think, and, and something that um, would you know anyone who's thinking of taking up martial arts or practicing martial arts would would really um, you know we don't teach this very much, and and uh, and I don't think it's a subject that is understood or appreciated very well. The ability to achieve. Uh, calm through a calming practice, which is sort of yeah. how I understand meditation to be. Um, uh, the, the thing you're saying about breath work, um, 
is um, obviously you have to breathe to stay alive. And uh, yes. <laughs> how, but, but actually how you breathe during exercise is something that I find quite interesting. And um, if you've ever done any sessions with um, Nick Evans, uh, like he, he gets us sometimes doing sessions where you do, you know, you change your breathing pattern to uh, impact your ability to move and things like that. It's, it's quite interesting. The, problem is i don't really know much about it it's just that i find it yeah. you know, knowing what you don't know is sort of part of the path to learning i think and, yeah. and, and understanding um meditation is an interesting one um i've dabbled in bits and pieces to do with meditation but i don't think uh, being perfectly candid i haven't really found anything that works for me in like a traditional sense and, and yeah. actually i think i think um uh, uh as far as we talk about kind of cool stories, this is not such a cool story, but um, it's uh, I dabbled in a bit of mindfulness and a bit of um, okay. sort of uh, um, a bit of a bit of Buddhist meditation. And sure. being completely honest, it actually awoke something rather dark in me. And, and I sort of figured <laughs> that probably wasn't the right thing for me to do. Um, so uh, one of the things I find actually in terms of achieving calm uh, uh or, or or sort of using something to modify mood uh, for me it's music and i guess a lot of people get that so yeah. a bit like yourself uh, being able to kind of sit down in the in the kind of uh, uh sort of cross leg zen position and and sort of achieve uh inner harmony and ask myself those questions about you know what gets wet the more it dries and things like that i can't i can't do stuff like that but if i'm looking to adjust my mood or change a feeling or something like that then uh, then uh, for me music is uh, is a way that i would uh, that i would deal with that so so um uh, that i hope that answers your question it, it's, yeah. it's something that like i said we we I don't really. Um, I think I understand the importance of it, but I'm yet to find find my way with it. I think. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, for for me, the. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to introduce uh, small bits of breathwork into my classes mm. um, because I, I've been I've been studying it for some some time. I need to know what I'm talking about before mm. I introduce it. Um, and although I've been doing it for a long time, I've been trying different types of breathwork. I've, I've been trying to find uh, some breathwork that's going to be valuable that's easy to teach uh, and quick to teach and valuable for most people mm. um, and there are there are a few systems out there i've just just invested in one one system which has which cost me just a little bit not not a great deal um, which i'm exploring at the moment um okay. but uh, you know i've, do, I've done uh, uh wim hof breathing uh, mm. alongside some cold treatment i'm actually getting a barrel actually to do some um, ice baths somebody's, that is fantastic somebody, yeah somebody's somebody's actually got one for me so it's been delivered uh, in the next few days <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna have a try ice baths which is oh, good for you. amazing for me amazing yeah for me. yeah well I've, I've, told heard me so many, I've, <laughs> I've heard so many i've heard so many good things about that i'm just too much of a wuss i just like a hot shower <laughs> but no no well, like <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm just going to say, if anybody had told me that, um, you know, 30 years ago, that I'd be getting into an ice bath, I'd say, yeah, you're right. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you get me into that. But, um, yeah, I've, I've sort of, uh, I am enjoying that that type of thing. And um, I'm doing that Wim Hof breathing along with uh, my ice baths, um, which I'm, I'm finding very beneficial. And, um, you know, my uh, hopefully it's uh, making my immune system a lot stronger. 
Um, Indeed. But yeah, you know, trying to find some breath work that, that I can I can use in my classes is, is going to be quite useful for me. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I sincerely hope that that, that is, um, uh, comes across some real benefit to your students because I, I think that is, is definitely something that gets overlooked, absolutely. Excellent. Well, listen, um, we've, we've sort of come to the end of this one. I'm hoping that we're going to do a, a part two. I'd, I'd just like to say that, um, once again, you know, you're, you're a really inspiration to, to me and to many others. I don't think you probably realise how much of an inspiration you are uh, to so many people. Whenever we talk about people within Taekwondo who have made a difference, you know, your name always comes up. So, um, uh, you know, I just want to thank you. Uh, so much for uh, for being part of my journey. Um, I want to wish you all the best in your continued uh, journey and also with your uh, your young family. Thank you very uh, much. I'm sure you're going to be a, a fantastic uh, fantastic dad. Um, and the um, as a as a dad of of two well older boys, men now. Um, just enjoy the journey it's fantastic and i've got two i've got two girls as well so i've got the, i've got the full set um, and uh it, still still enjoying enjoying them and uh, <laughs> i'm getting the old daddy you're so old now <laughs> in my thinking the way i'm thinking oh. but, uh, I, I think i think i think we're supposed to i think that's supposed to happen actually as part of um part of being a parent is telling uh, uh, kids telling you you're too ancient <laughs> well sometimes we say it's not the age it's the mileage so <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. yeah but but i'd like i'd like to thank you for that and um hopefully uh you know, the uh, anybody wants to, um, if if you want anyone to to connect with you, I'm sure people know you anyway within our Puma organisation. You know, we'll put that in the show notes. But hopefully, we'll see you again soon. Uh, have a have a great great time, and um, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you very much for having me, Master Go. It's a real pleasure to be part of your uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.